everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and today I'm uh, going to be talking about two, two interesting things, two complete opposite things taking place at this time. Uh, we're going to be talking about the PSP, and we're also going to talk about Terry Schiavo. Uh, this is going to be uh, an interesting... Um, this is going to be a very interesting episode because today I'll be talking about Best Friends Forever, or BFF, depending on what you want to call it. Um, so this is an episode that obviously talks about the Terry Schiavo case. And to give the short version of it, because I really don't want to go into that long of a situation, or that long to explain it. In 2005, this woman, Terry Schiavo, was basically brain dead. But her husband, if I, if I remember this right, her husband kept her alive. And she was in a vegetative state. And it got to the point where, you know, either... They were pulling the plug or keeping her in, pulling the plug, keeping her in. It was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It even got, it went all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States. Um, ultimately, they did decide um, to pull the plug and she did pass away. Now, what is going to be very interesting is when she died. Because that's going to relate to this episode. So, the episode today, Best Friends Forever, now usually I do this when I do the introduction, aired on March 30th, 2005. Terry Schiavo passed away March 31st, 2005. So within mere hours, mere hours of that episode airing, is when Terry Schiavo passed away. So, is it... I, I don't want to say coincidence, but it's very interesting to know that this episode aired before Terry Schiavo passes away. But, going to jump right into this week's episode right now. It is Best Friends Forever. Like I mentioned a moment ago, this episode originally aired on March 30th, 2005, was written and directed by Trey Parker. So the episode begins with Cartman waking his mom up, because today's the day that the PSP is coming out, and Cartman has this idea, it's a very good idea, to be honest, has this idea of being the first person at the store, at the toy store, to get the PSP, so that way when he gets to school, he'll already have it. Meanwhile, everybody else will be going after school to get the PSP. So, Carmen's got this idea, except there's one problem. There is a long line of people to get in. And who happens to be the first person there? Kenny! Kenny is the first person there. He's been waiting since Friday 
to get the PSP. So Cartman goes all the way to the end of the line and he's pissed off. So Kenny is in possession of the PSP. Carmen is upset because, well, he doesn't have it. So Kenny plays this game called Heaven and Hell. Um, and uh, in, Or Heaven versus Hell, pardon me. In this game, you control an army. This is a fake game, by the way, so don't please don't look it up. It's a fake game, but in the game, you control the army of heaven against the army of hell. I think that's pretty simple. So Kenny, for over a week, plays this game nonstop. I mean, he plays it while he's at school, eating lunch, at the theme park, on the bus, going past a couple of hot-looking ladies. He keeps playing the game. And ultimately, he wants to reach level 60 of the game. So, his mom is worried. I'm not going to say a little bit worried. She's very worried. Because all he's doing for the last week is playing this game. Play, 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 play. That he's wasting his life away, just like his deadbeat dad. So, his parents get into an argument, but it's not that big of an argument because they would have stayed with it. So Kenny goes outside and he reaches level 60. He has made it to level 60. And then he gets run over by an ice cream truck. And the driver man is um, actually driving and playing the PSP. And he's like, oh, I made it to level 4. You know, some, you know, those, those kind of levels, some, some players it's the best that they can do in this life is level four so kenny is dead and his soul goes to heaven so he makes it to the pearly gates and we find out that there is going to be an actual war between heaven and hell so peter who is not yet a rabbit um leads Kenny in and they all explain to him that because he is the best player of in the game, the best player, he is going to help heaven in this battle against hell. And Archangel Michael has describes what the game plan is. And every time he, he goes on the whiteboard, and I thought this was pretty funny because it's sort of true in a way, he sniffs the markers. Now, Yes, you can get high on markers. Yes, you can. But remember when they had the scented markers and you could actually smell them and it wouldn't really kill you? Yeah, they used to have those things. So, they deem Kenny as their Keanu Reeves. Okay, very interesting choice. I mean, 2005, you're going to go Keanu Reeves. Okay. Nothing against Keanu Reeves. I got nothing against Keanu Reeves. Just very, very interesting. So, as they are about to prepare, and Kenny is given the golden PSP, he disappears. Actually, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit forward. Hold on, let me go back real quick. Because we go to hell, and Satan is setting up his army. And he has a spy angel. And the spy angel tells him that they have a guy who is Keanu Reeves-like. And Satan is like, huh, 
I'm not really sure if I want to go to war with a guy who's like Keanu Reeves. But his right-hand man convinces him to do it. So they eventually do set up to get ready to go to war. And then all of a sudden, Kenny's soul goes away. And we see that the doctor was able to bring Kenny back to life after he had been dead for a day. Kenny is brought back to life. Now he is a vegetated he's in a vegetative state. And the doctor eventually calls him a tomato. So he is Kenny the tomato because of the vegetative state. Uh, even even though a tom- look a tomato is actually a fruit. But I'm not going to get into that. So the way to keep him alive is they put a feeding tube in him. So let's remember the feeding tube for a little bit later. Meanwhile, we go to a lawyer's firm, and Stan, Kyle, and Carmen are there. And the first line from the boys, and this is such good writing, Stan looks around and he's like, are we in trouble? (laughs) I love that, because it's like every time they it's like either to the principal's office or to the police station it's always like they're in trouble here they're not in trouble and stan is so great in this he's like um are we in trouble well thankfully they're not so kenny had a lawyer if you have a phone you have a lawyer no kenny kenny has a lawyer and reads the will so in the will he leaves Kyle and Stan all of his possessions because they were his best friends and treated him basically like family. So he's left them all their possessions. Cartman, on the other hand, this was really funny. He says to Cartman that I never liked you. As a matter of fact, nobody likes you. But because I felt so much sorrow for you, I am leaving you with my PSP. And this gets Cartman so excited, it's as if he'd won the lottery. He like he doesn't care that Kenny said that he sucks, that he's terrible, that nobody likes him. He's got his PSP. So he's celebrating, and the lawyer continues to read the will, and he goes... In the highly likely event that I go into a vegetative state, I want you to do one thing. Please. And then the lawyer can't find the page. He's lost the last page of Kenny's will. Unbelievable. And then, to make things even more interesting, the lawyer is told Kenny is alive again. So, Cartman can't have his PSP. So, Cartman is upset that he can't have his P, or he can't have Kenny's PSP. So, they all go over and they're amazed that Kenny is in a vegetative state. And Cartman is like, dude, this is not Kenny. Kenny would try to light stuff on fire. And he's like, I've got a dollar. I've got a dollar. Kenny, I've got a dollar. And, and, and Kenny is in such a vegetative state. It, it, it's just really good. So Cartman is so upset that he is going to take this to the Supreme Court. He's going to take this to the Supreme Court. 
Meanwhile, back in heaven, the angels are getting worried because, well, their Keanu Reeves is not there. He's gone. And they see what's happened, and, well, that's them doing God's work. So one of the angels recommends, well, we could, we've got another guy. He's uh, 50, He made it to level 59, and he's from Japan. And they're like, dude, Japanese people don't have any souls. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. So they're trying to figure out everything they can to get Kenny back, to get Kenny's soul back. So Cartman goes to the Colorado Supreme Court and he presents his case and he talks about how Kenny is his BFF, his best friend forever. And the the judge is explaining to him that because his parents have legal control over what to do, they can't change it. But then Cartman shows half of his BFF necklace. Okay? So they go back to the hospital and they take a look at Kenny's necklace and there's the other half. So the judge is like, all right, that's enough proof for me. Pull him on, pull him from the, you know, pull the plug. So they take the feeding tube out and Kenny is going to die again. So here we see that two of the angels have been sent to basically pull the tube out of Kenny. They were going to, I don't know how they were, how they would have done it, but they were going to do it. And they overhear Stan and Kyle's conversation of like, damn it, Cartman, you only did that to get his PSP. And, you know, the angels are like, oh, we don't have to do it. We could go back. And then Stan and Kyle are like, you know what? We're going to take this up. We're going to protest. We're going to take it to the networks, you know, and we're going to put that tube back. And the angels are just upset. So now at this point, we have two sides here. We have Stan and Kyle who are protesting that the feeding tube should stay in Kenny because Kenny is technically still alive. I mean, his brain cells are done, but, you know, everything else is all right. And then you have Cartman's side of, you know, he should be dead. So we have this back and forth, and there's even one point where a woman tries to send food to Kenny, and it's Mrs. Garrison, which is pretty funny. I, I actually like that little joke about Mrs. Garrison. So now we go back to hell. The spy angel explains to Satan what's going on. And Satan, you know, because they're right now, his army's in limbo. Like, they're almost there to heaven. And Satan is still not sure, you know, what to do. So his minion, Kevin, I apologize to all the Kevins out there listening to this, says there's only one way to make sure that he doesn't come back. That's convince the Republicans. So, at first, I didn't think it was... I, I thought it was a generic Republican, but it ends up being George W. Bush. 
and he gives a speech of, well, you know, I think that what's going on is bad, but they should be able to keep, you know, the, the tube in, and everyone is just very, very confused about this. So, everyone, everyone's not really sure what to do in this situation. So, um, then we go back to heaven, and the war is about to begin. The war is about to begin, and they don't have Kenny there. So, we now go back into this fight, this back-and-forth fight, and eventually the lawyer finds the final page of the will. Finds the final page of the will. And he reads that if he is ever in a vegetative state, please, for the love of God, don't ever show me in that condition on national television. So, both sides are like, ooh. And Kyle perfectly describes this entire situation. Cartman's side was right for the wrong reasons, and their side was wrong for the right reasons. I liked that. I actually liked that. That was very well written. So Kenny eventually does go back to heaven, and he is sitting with his golden PSP, and he is leading his army... And I love the commentary of Archangel Michael in this. It's like, wow, this is unbelievable. Look at this. They got a demon dragon. This battle is more exciting than the last battle of the third Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had a camcorder for this. It's I loved that. It was absolutely fantastic. And then Satan sees what's going on. And Kevin tries to convince Satan to keep fighting. And Satan's like, We're through! So he shocks or kills Kenny? I, I, I'm not really sure how to describe that. And we go back and Heaven has won the war. Yay! So Kenny has won. Heaven has won the war. And as a reward, he gets... A golden statue of Keanu Reeves. And that is the end of the episode, Best Friends Forever. Uh, before I get into what this episode is about, I, I want to talk about the, the, the PSP. I've been mentioning it all episode long, and maybe, you know... Some people might remember it, some might not remember it, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure. But let me talk about this real quick. So, the PSP, or the PlayStation Portable, was a handheld game console developed and marketed by Sony. It was released in Japan first on December 12th, 2004. It was released in North America on March 24th, 2005. So the week at or the week before this episode aired. Um it is a 7th generation console and it primarily competed with the Nintendo DS. 
The development of the PSP was announced during E3 2003 and was unveiled at a Sony press conference in May 2004. Um, the PSP's advanced graphics capabilities made it a popular mobile entertainment device which could connect to the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3 consoles, computers are running Microsoft Windows and Apple Macintosh software, other PSP systems, and the internet. The PSP is the only handheld console to use an optical disc format, the Universal Media Disc, as its primary storage media. It was received positively by critics and sold over 80 million units during its 10-year lifetime. Several models of the console were released before the PSP line was succeeded by the PlayStation Vita, released in Japan in 2011 and worldwide a year later. The Vita had backward compatibility with PSP games that were released on the PlayStation Network through the PlayStation Store, which became the main method of purchasing PSP games after Sony shut down access to the store from the PSP on March 31st, 2016. Hardware shipments of the PSP ended worldwide in 2014. Production of UMDs ended when the last Japanese factory producing them closed in late 2016. So, this did very, very well. It was very, very popular. And it was around for 10 years. That's a very good length of time. And, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, I, I don't want to sound like an old man. I really don't. You know, it was the Game Boy for Nintendo and the Sega Game Gear. If Yeah, I believe it was the Sega Game Gear for the Genesis. Um, yeah, Sega Game Gear. And my cousin in Pennsylvania had the Sega Game Gear. So I, he had the Game Gear, I had the Nintendo. And we would trade off. We really would trade off. But, you know, like if we were... Because, like, we went to weddings a lot. So between the weddings and other events, we would play. Like, I would play on his Game Gear, he'd play on my game boy we'd go back and forth and i'll tell you the game gear was really good for its time you know it had the colors but the nintendo or but the game boy to me i think was a little bit better because it you know the battery life was a little bit longer from what i can remember compared to the game gear maybe i'm wrong but if i am i apologize but I, I just remember the Game Boy being much better than the Game Gear, but not by much. It wasn't by much. Game Gear had the color. Game Gear had the color that the Game Boy wouldn't have for a long time. Really wouldn't. But the PSP did very well. It sold, as of 2012, over 76 million units worldwide. So it was a very successful... Uh, console, if you want to call it, handheld console for Sony. Okay, where did the idea of this episode come from? There was a big debate about, well, first off, there was a big debate about whether the final battle between heaven and hell should be shown. In the end, it was decided the story wasn't really about that. Plus, there just wasn't time to animate something so elaborate. So all we get is Archangel Michael's commentary about how incredibly cool it is. As far as the idea of the episode, 
The story is a commentary on the case of Terry Shivo, or Terry Shivo, a Florida woman in a persistent vegetative state. Attempts by her husband to have her feeding tube removed provoked international controversy, a controversy that reached its crescendo as this episode was prepared. Trey has said that the entire story came together in about 30 minutes, something that never, ever happens. All right. From the very beginning, this episode is hilarious. This is fantastic. I have not seen this episode in years. And, you know, I, like I said, I really didn't remember that much of this episode going into it. So I had no idea what to expect. Man, how great of an episode this is. This is a tremendous episode of South Park. They hit the Terry Shivo case right on the nail. Um, the PSP thing was a great use to assist the main storyline. And I think now knowing that they didn't do the animation for the fight makes the ending that much better. The commentary is absolutely hilarious. It's fantastic. Um, and what I've noticed so far from the first episode up to this point the first episode is a little eh, but after that, it gets a little bit more better, and this episode is the best episode, I think, right now of season nine. My only thing is, do I give this a 10 or not? This is my thing. This is always the fun part, because I never know what I'm going to give. Sometimes when I come to record... I don't know what score I'm going to give this until I'm recording. At first, I'm thinking of giving this a 9. This would be a very strong 9. But after talking about this more and learning about what could, you know, what didn't happen in the episode, I'm more tempted to give a, a 10. Um... And of course, the last time I gave an episode a 10 was the season 8 finale, which was only four episodes ago. So, And it's not like we haven't had back-to-back -back before or a short break. We've had that in the past. You can look at our Facebook group, the history of episodes we've given 10s to. Um, You know what? For what this episode was and the topic that it touched... And they actually, this is a very good topic they discussed, and they didn't do it in a disgusting way. They could do that with some topics, but this topic, you really can't do it. I'm going to give this a 10. This is the first 10 of the season right here. This is a fantastic episode. Kenny is the perfect character to play the Terry Shivo character. The PSP plays in a very good role. It's very well done. I, I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. Now, I want to read the production notes first. Because there are actually notes that we have here. Uh, obviously, this episode revolves around the Terry Schiavo case and originally aired in the, midst, in the midst of the controversy. In the commentary for the DVD, Trey Parker and Matt Stone called Best Friends Forever a very last-minute episode. They already had the idea for the Losing Edge, which I'll mention a little later on. 
and were about to start work on it. However, the Terry Schiavo case had just entered a media frenzy, so Parker and Stone felt as though they needed to do an episode about it. They saw it as the biggest news story since the 9-11 attacks. Parker and Stone worked quickly to come up with ideas and felt that they had the structure of the episode finished within 30 minutes. The episode is also partially based on the 1984 film The Last Starfighter, which I'll mention in a moment. During the production of the episode, there was a big debate within the writing team about the ending. The debate was about whether or not to show the actual battle between heaven and hell. Eventually, the decision was made to go with the joke version consisting of the angel narrating the battle as opposed to a large upscale or large scale scene because Parker and Stone wanted more emphasis on the Terry Schiavo story. The decision was also more beneficial to the show because it meant less animation had to be done. The episode was originally going to be a two-part story split between two episodes, but after Terry Schiavo died, Parker and Stone felt that they could that, that they could not and should not do a two-parter. Uh, real quickly, uh, about the movie The Last Starfighter, that part of it is parodied. Uh, this movie was released on July 13, 1984, starred Lance Guest, Dan O'Hurley, Robert Preston, and Catherine Mary Stewart. This was uh, released by Universal Studios, had a $15 million budget, and... Uh, with Universal Pictures and Lorimar Productions, uh, with a running time of 101 minutes, made $28 million at the box office. So a complete difference from the last movie that was mentioned on this show, The Core, a couple of weeks ago, where it failed to get money back in the box office. Um, so yeah, The Last Starfighter made money back. There you go. Now, to the reception. There's one part I'm going to save for the end. Uh, Best Friends Forever gener generally received positive reviews for its portrayal of the Terry Schiavo case. In her book, The Deep End of South Park, Leslie Stratner applauds the episode for its ability to tackle such challenging issues as Right to Die In, or Right to Die in Best Friends Forever, its devil-may-care attitude that has brought a fair amount of acclaim. On a different aspect of the controversy, Jonathan Gray commented that the twist at the end of Kenny's final page of the will illustrates just how crazy people become about everyday issues. The only thing Kenny didn't want came true as a result of those two sides. Writing for the Chicago Sun-Times, Jeff Shannon described the episode thus, Clearly aware that taking sides in the right-to-life debate would be a divisive no-win strategy, Parker and Stone aimed their satirical arrows at the one aspect of the Shivo case that's indisputably offensive, the horrendous media circus that turned a private matter into a shamefully public spectacle. Very well written. Jeffrey Weinstock, in Taking South Park Seriously, praised the episode for its parody of the government and how it derides the use of government to enforce a narrowly defined right-to-life moral agenda presented as representative of God's will, a tactic predominantly associated with right conservatives. Now, this last note, to me, I mean, there's a lot of important notes, but this one might be the most important. 
This episode won Trey Parker and Matt Stone their first Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program for Programming Less Than One Hour. It became the fourth primetime animated series and the first cable TV series to win this award. Now let me uh, read off what it was competing against that year. So this is the 57th uh, Primetime Emmy Awards. This is what it's competing against. It is competing against the first episode of Family Guy after being canceled for about two years, North by North Quahog, which is a very good episode, Samurai Jack, The Four Seasons of Death, The Simpsons, Future Drama, which is the episode where Bart and Lisa look into the future, what they will be as teenagers. That's another good episode right there. Wow. These are some good episodes they competed against. And SpongeBob SquarePants, Fear of a Krabby Patty, Shell of Man. So, um, this is the first show, or the first time this show had beaten other nominees. Uh, as I mentioned, it became the fourth primetime cartoon and the first cable TV series to win the award. The other three primetime animated cartoons to win this award were The Simpsons, King of the Hill, and Futurama. That is a... At that, think about it. At that time, that is a very small list. And, 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 and you know, it's not like the first time... South Park had been nominated for an Emmy. The first time they'd been nominated was 1998 for the episode Big Gay Owl's Big Gay Boat Ride, which is a very good episode. I think the discussion still holds up to this day, um, talking about gay rights. So that's the first time. The second time is going to be 2000 when they do the Chin Pokemon episode. Again, that's another good episode. Then the next time is going to be 2002 with Osama Bin Laden has farty pants. I would have thought that would have been the one to have wanted for them, but it ended up not being. And the fourth time was in 2004 with Christmas in Canada. So it took the fifth time, it took the fifth time around for South Park to finally win that elusive Emmy for Best Animated Series, and I think they got it right with this episode. Alright, let's get into IMDBC, what they thought of this episode. Over 2,000 people have rated this episode, and the average rating for this episode is an 8.6 out of 10. 607 people gave this a 10. That's going to be the grade I give it this week. 574 people gave it a 9. 467 people gave it an 8. And 37 lonely people gave this episode a 1. Now, as far as demographics go, the average rating for males is an 8.5. Their highest demographic is under 18 with an 8.9 rating. For women, the excuse me, the average rating is an 8.4. Their highest demographic, and folks, it is not 45 and over. That streak has ended. 
it is the 18 to 29 demographic the average rating is an 8.7 so this is a very well well at least rated episode but let's see what the people the user reviews have to say about this and surprisingly we only have two reviews i thought there'd be more for this one uh first one is from gangsta hippie who wrote best friends forever is the emmy winning episode of south park it is a great episode which spoofs the conflicts between whether the person should live or die when in a vegetative state this episode has kenny buying a psp and playing a heaven and hell game he is really good at it and eventually gets killed playing it by a driver who is playing his own PSP. Kenny goes to heaven and God tells him that he created the game to aid heaven in a battle against hell. Meanwhile on earth, Kenny is in a vegetative state and everyone is wondering whether Kenny wants to live or die. They look for that second part of his will which states what he wants while people are arguing whether he should live or die. Best Friends Forever is a very funny and interesting South Park episode. The other review is from Rain Dog Jr. And this reads, I got the Sony PSP just when it was released in my city. And although I was never as addict, or I was never an addict as Kenny, for sure I can understand his addiction since the PSP is such a nice console. Kenny basically played two weeks the game Heaven vs. Hell at the school, at the movie theater, while crossing the street, etc, etc. The PSP killed Kenny in all the ways. He wasn't doing a single thing for being playing. While crossing the street, he reached level 60 and stopped to celebrate that achievement. Then he didn't saw the truck that eventually killed him. The driver of the truck didn't saw Kenny because he is playing PSP and also celebrating that he reached level 4. And basically the fact that Kenny was not only a great player, but actually the very best in Heaven vs. Hell was the reason why he died. So the day Kenny bought his PSP, his destiny was written. Then we watch Kenny's soul sort of like in the South Park movie, but this time he went to heaven and not because he is such a good kid, but, and like I wrote, because heaven needs him. This episode had two sections, the heaven versus hell battle and what's happening on earth after Kenny's death. It's hilarious the use of the PSP. Once Kenny is in heaven, we know that God created the PSP to determine who on earth was the best in the game heaven versus hell. Then heaven will use the abilities of that person to defeat the armies of hell. Kenny did something that is goddamned impressive, so now he will use the golden PSP, the king of all PSPs, with Kenny, the Keanu Reeves of heaven, is ready to defeat Satan and his allies, but suddenly Kenny is gone. Kenny is alive after being dead. He's now in vegetative state. So we are back on Earth, and we have a clever and hilarious section. Certainly, Cartman has a hilarious participation, and actually the episode begins with him wanting so bad a PSP, but he was too late to get one, then Kenny was the only of the four kids with a PSP, and Cartman the only who was jealous. Strangely enough, Kenny does make a will. One of the moments that defined Cartman is present here since Kenny hated him, and for the pity, and for pity, he left him his PSP. Do you think Carmen will be sad for Kenny's words once he has a PSP? Of course not. Then, when Kenny is alive again, Carmen will c 
command, in quotes, the ones who are against using machines to keep alive someone. Certainly everybody from heaven, since the other great player is a Japanese boy, but Japanese people don't have soul. But Stan and Kyle will command, in quotes, the ones who want Kenny alive, including Kevin, who is Satan's right hand and who will be the puppeteer of the Republicans. There's a big fight. The issue of Kenny is now in the media, and we have a really magnificent conclusion. Kenny wanted this, which is great. For the love of God, don't ever show me in that condition on national TV. Then, Kyle's words are also great. Cartman's side is right for the wrong reasons, the PSP and the BFF medallions, and we're wrong for the right reasons, wanting Kenny alive because he was their friend. Truly great, truly funny, that scene of the final battle, a battle ten times bigger than the Battle of the Lord of the Rings Two Towers, this is must-see episode, and did I mention that there's an angel who likes to sniff a whiteboard marker? I think I mentioned that at some point. So, pretty much a very positively, universally renowned episode that is pretty much loved. That is going to do it for this week's episode. Holy cow, what, a, what an episode this was this week. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Join our Facebook group, SharksPond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar and you are right there. If you can't find it, it's okay. I post a link in the description box of each and every episode. You can copy and paste it and boom, you're right there. Alright, next week, uh, gonna be talking about a topic that I was a part of when I was a young lad, and that is playing Little League Baseball. Next week, I will be talking about the losing edge. That is next week's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Bill, and you've been listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast.